The Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by Reaper Apparel Company. Reaper Apparel offers a casual line of superb fit, finish, and comfort. We design for those who refuse to die slowly and choose to live untamed. For those who aren't afraid to face the dark, for the ones that thrive in it, and for those who can appreciate life through a grim lens. That's Reaper Apparel Company. Go to the link in the description of this episode, use the promo code Mike Bono, and get 10% off. Also, the Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by my own personal merch store, the Stupid Should Hurt merch store. I have hats, I have t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, water bottles, notebooks, you name it, I've got it. The description and the link for that will be in the description of this episode. Also, right now, if you use the promo code WELCOME, I will give you 5% off of your first purchase. That's the Stupid Should Hurt merch store. Also, the Rod Home Rants podcast is brought to you by Tactical Brotherhood. All-American-made apparel, which helps support the Second Amendment. You can also find all this in the description of this episode with the link, Tactical Brotherhood. Part of every proceed does go to helping veterans, as it is a very good cause. All American-made products made right here in Minnesota. Go and check them out. Use the promo code PATRIOT15 to get 15% off your purchase. Now, let's start the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Ride Home Rants podcast. This is, as always, your host, Mike Bono. I have a phenomenal Thanksgiving Day episode for us today. As you heard the sponsorships before this, the newest ones to the show, Reaper Apparel, the hat that I am wearing right now, promo code Mike Bono gets you 10% off. Also, Jordan Branca, guest of the show with Core Wealth Benefits, uh, tell them the Ride Home Rants podcast and Mike Bono sent you. He'll hook you up. That being said... My guest today is my good buddy coming to us all the way from Morgantown, West Virginia. He is a fellow podcaster. Go and listen to Dingo Talk on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify too as well. He does a lot of other things and he's a Bethany College alumni like myself. Carlo Guadagnino joins the show. (laughs) Carlo, my man, what's up buddy? Thank you for having me, Mike. It's, uh, you know, a full circle. We come a year from your episode on Dingo Talk, and now I'm over here, so I'm looking forward to being on the Ride Home Rants. Absolutely, brother. And I, I was gonna, you, you brought me right into what I was going to say, so I was on Dingo Talk about a year ago. Oddly enough, though, I'll tell you this, I, I didn't tell you this, but when my show aired, I was literally on my honeymoon uh, with my wife. <laughs> I was like, but I got to watch this, like it's me. And we had already been to the casino, like, early in the morning, had some breakfast. She was like, well, I'm going to take a nap. I was like, we're on honeymoon. You do you, bub. Whatever. Whatever you want to do, babe. Yeah, whatever. Happy wife, happy life. You do you, baby. Whatever. And uh, (laughs) I'm sitting there, and I didn't realize that we're just laying in the bed watching TV, and I put it on my phone, and she must not have heard you talking, because she turned, she goes, why are you talking and who the fuck are you talking to right now? 
I was like, it's my podcast on my buddy Carlos. It's just, it's air. It, it's air right now. It's, it's, I'm not talking to anybody. I swear, <laughs> no, I swear well, to God. I am talking to him, but it's. I know, it's, I know I'm on my phone. Don't, don't read into this, but it's. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that I did not cause any marital dispute that short, early into the shortest marriage ever. Just... That might have put a damper on our friendship there. Like, <laughs> hey, man, you you cost me my wedding. So you cost me my marriage because I was talking to you on the, on my honeymoon. Maybe a little bit. That just... <laughs> but all right, so uh, take me through. How did Dingo Talk start? Um. So obviously, everybody went through the COVID pandemic yeah. together. Yep. Um, and Dingo Talk kind of started as I was talking to the baseball coach at Bethany, the soccer coach, and the women's basketball coach, JT Thomas, Frankie Duduta, and Brian Sampson. And I, I realized specifically those three sports weren't going to be able to recruit. Obviously, everybody wasn't going to be able to recruit, right. but those three guys were guys that I was talking to. I was very close with, um, and I wanted, I tried to think of a way, how do we get them to be able to be in the homes of the parents that they got to recruit without obviously being able to go to them? Um, so we came up with this idea, me, DB Browning, Miranda Heights. Um, we came up with this idea that we were going to, we're going to ask very generic, you know, tell us about yourself. How did you get, where did you go to college? Why did you go? And then kind of tell your story of who you are so that the parents could get an understanding. Um, as you know, you went to Bethany. Yep. There's only so many coaches that you can talk to. And uh, as we got more and more coaches, and Steve Thompson at the time, the athletic director, he was great. He was very uh, supportive and, and, and encouraged the coaches to come on the show with, uh, with me. But we ran out of coaches. And so we got to Coach Garvey, Coach Upton, and I believe the women's soccer coach, Coach Finelli, uh, uh, and I uh, had I reached out to Macromard, Eric Walker, a couple of people, and I was like, "Man, I really like doing this. What are we going to do?" And Matt said, "Well, why don't you just talk to alumni? Like, it's still going to help with the recruitment process. So let's go talk. Like, just talk to the alumni. I do the same exact thing. Why'd you come to Bethany? What What did you study? What did you do while you were here? And then let's talk about what you've done since you graduated." Um, so Byron Mayers was my first alumni tour episode and I quotation that because one of those coaches that I named is also an alumni so it was okay. Frankie was we had a coaches episode with Frankie and then two months later we had an alumni tour episode with Frankie so one of those <laughs> was focused just on sports and one of those was focused more on Frankie's story and why he ended up at Bethany in the national championship and etc um, so we got through the alumni and there was this once uh, right about your episode. We, we really started to think about the hundredth episode that like we're, we're, we're honing in on this. What are we going to do for it? Um, and I'm sure you've had the scheduling issues yeah. with trying to get everybody's time on it. So my original idea was I was going to bring back like the most viewed episodes. I was going to bring back four of the most viewed and have them kind of just catch us up and talk and we all kind of it was going to be a it was going to be a bullshit session um well one gab gowdy is almost impossible to get a hold of now because well she's pretty famous uh jeff seglin who is my most viewed show he's the director of the communications department up at uh up at harvard 
So little I don't busy. know if I can get him on the yeah, I don't know if I can get him on the hook for a nine o'clock. Hey, can you sit here for an hour and just shoot the shoot the shit? Um Dave Sims was another one yeah. who was Again, especially with this year, there was no real opening for him to, to be on the show again. And then Harry Chambers, is our that's our four. Those are our top four most viewed shows. And so we got to the 100th episode, and I wanted – it was – we needed to talk – I'm an alumni. So yeah. I, I might have had a couple adult beverages, and we were all sitting around throwing ideas. What are we going to do for this 100th episode? And I had to follow up Daryl, which – you know, and I know following up Daryl Fenton with anything is not easy because it's like, it's like being you, George Clooney goes up and accepts a, an award and gives this great speech. And then Digga Talk won a podcast award and I got to go up there and look at George and be like, yeah, that guy, pretty, he's pretty good at what he's he does. Right. Um, I'm not really sure why I'm here. I want to thank everybody that watched and, uh, keep watching George's movies because I, we'll go with his speech. Um, <laughs> So we did the 100th episode, and once we hit 100, I realized that it was either going to be... I was either going to stay the Bethany guy, which I had been for a lot of years. You know what I mean? I, I was the voice of sports. I was. I, I did the campus feud. There wasn't really much on campus, when, when, especially my senior year, that if you watched on TV, I was there. Because I was willing to do it, and I, that's, this is what I want to do. Um. But I didn't want to stay into that box. I wanted to try to, I wanted to see if we could get some people that had no affiliation to Bethany. And the ironic thing is I started with Andrew Stocky out, right outside, right out of the gate. Um, and as we were going into our first break, Andrew Stocky points out, oh, I've been to Bethany. Okay, well, we're trying to get away from Bethany. So let's, uh, there's no way that's going to keep, ha- <coughs> keep happening. Well, then there's Bill Hillgrove, who remembers when the Steelers used to have training camp down at West Liberty, so he had come through Bethany. And there's Greg Brown and Lanny Frateri. Lanny being teaching over at Waynesburg. He's been at Bethany multiple times now with the with the production crew. And the the irony of what I'm trying to get to is that since I, we're at 147 now, um. The 47 guests since, and they're, they're, we've still sprinkled some alumni in there. Obviously, we're 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 a unique group. When you get a Bethany person to come on and talk, it's easier to talk because we know right. It's there's a there's a common ground for us to talk about. Um, so I've done a couple of alumni, but I've really tried to see what guests are willing to to come in. Um, and thankfully, I've gotten the opportunity. Like I said, Greg Brown, Lanny for Terry. Um, the guy I just interviewed a couple weeks ago, Brian Finelli, he, uh, he's the lead anchor on the tennis channel. And I'm, I'm more mad that I didn't think about it. Like I could have a job right now on the golf channel. If I had just taken five minutes and followed the golf team around and just covered the games. Cause you don't really have to talk or cover the, I I said, cover the games. See that, that's why I can't be the golf guy. (laughs) I messed up already. You're clever, man. I'm clever, Tiger. You know, he's in there with the nine iron. I don't know why he's using it, but we're, we're, we'll figure it out. We're going to see how it looks. Um, so, and then, you know, leading into to where we are now, being in Morgantown, I've, I, there's some conversations going on with 
a lot of college athletes that are around the town because you know there's you got Fairmont, you got WBU, you got a, a there's a lot there's a bigger pool to pull from. Absolutely. Um, I saw the problem I'm finding. I say I, I saw you actually talked to uh, Michael McHenry. Is, is that is that right? The Fort, you know, Pittsburgh Pirate. I mean, do you pull any being in Morgantown from there, being that close to Pittsburgh and Morgantown? I mean, is there any correlation with that? The really, it's just a. Michael McHenry was a. I was watching the 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 Pirates play. He put a tweet out, and I again had some courage. There was some. There was some. Some type of just. I'm going to send this tweet out, and he's going to say yes, and this is going to be phenomenal. <laughs> so I sent the tweet out, and I was like, "Hey, man, I'd love to have you on Dingo Talk." And he messaged me back, and he was like, "Absolutely, let's." Here's, I'm going to open my DMs right now. Send me your number, and we'll start talking. So we talked, and uh, his episode actually took three days to film. Oh shit! So the first day we made it. It was, I think that episode ended up being about 50 minutes. We were 45 minutes in. I was just getting to the last question and I was going to start my promos. And we lost everything. We lost internet. We lost him. We lost the recording didn't stay because there was like, I mean, we lost completely lost everything here power wise. So I call him immediately because I'm panicked. Like, well, this guy's. This guy's on TV right. six times a week with the Pirates. This was his day to be open. Um, super nice guy. I mean, just, dude, I understand. Technology's crazy. We get it. Stuff happens. How? What's your next couple days? I have two days before we leave. For, I think they were leaving for Atlanta. Um, so we recorded. And then when we recorded on Monday, that was a Sunday. So we recorded on Monday. And when we sat down, when we, when we finished the recording, he goes, or before the recording, he says, um, you know, I know you're going to ask me about Atlanta because it's arguably the, the play that you think of when you think of the Ford is him making the tag, Greg Brown's call. Oh my God. He called him safe. He called him safe. Right. Um, so we, we, we dive really deeply into what did you say? Because we all see where you're standing there with the ball and the glove and you just, just turn and your body language is, wait, what? And so he walks us through that and he and, and Greg Brown, both they both did. It was a great little when I had Greg on, Greg also walked through and apologized to Jerry Meals for basically that's I mean, that's the call as a Pirates right. fan, specifically that year, because a lot of Pirates fans look at that and say, well, that was kind of when the season, that's when the wheels fell off and the season went, that 15th or 17th inning game. Um, McHenry doesn't feel that way. There was a lot of other things. There were locker room things. And he was very honest about it. He's, you know, there were some things. Obviously, that stands out, but that's not what, um, that's not the reason the season ended up going the way it did. So, uh, but yeah, it's just been a lot of it has been, uh, my secret to getting guests is I will tweet you and say, we'd love to have you on Dingo Talk. And if you respond, we, we, we try to get you wrapped up as quickly as possible so that there's not a time for a, uh, a pivot. 
we try to avoid the pivots over here at Dingo Talk. Absolutely. I, I, I get that 100%. Um, that's why I'm glad I have uh, you know the the wonderful manager of the Ride Home Rants podcast, Johnny Fitty Falcone, another Bethany alumni. He handles all bringing in the guests. Um, you uh-huh. were, you were kind of the one off. It was like you know what Carlos had both of us on his show. You know, Dingo Talk. <laughs> love Carlo. We, we're we're Bethany alum. Why, why don't we see if we can work out some time to get good old Carlo on the show? And um, well, and now I think this opens me up, right? Now I'm allowed to sit down at the Italian table. I was, I was just, really oh my god, I was just about to say because we're getting, we're already starting to think about our next Italian roundtable, and I know you were upset about the the Italian roundtable for the first first Italian roundtable that we did here to to come on the show. We're gonna get you on. Don't worry, like that's 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 happening. Uh, but it was just the. The fact that it didn't even cross my mind, man. I was like, I is last name Guadagnino. How did I not know? How did I not even think to ask Carlo to be on the? We'll be back after a quick break. Big labia energy. What if I eat a little cheese every day? <laughs> Just it's, keep it. It's like I have a tolerance. Yeah, for cheese. Good Same job with cats. Up your tolerance. Like if I pet a cat every day for the first week or two, I thought you were going to say if I eat a cat a little bit every day, <laughs> starting at the tail and just ate a little bit, then I'd be fine. But if I didn't eat a cat for three months, I would totally start at the face. Why yeah. would you start at the tail? If someone put a gun to my head and said, "Eat this cat," I'm trying to think of we're an acceptable scenario. About a feline, right? <laughs> oh, did you think I was talking about pussy? Maybe it could go there. I don't want to eat a cat. I want to eat a pussy. <laughs> So for those of you at home, that episode comes out, and the first the first message I send to Mike is, "By time, what? I'm, I'm not Italian enough." Like, apparently, I missed. I don't know where my card is that says I'm a card carrying member of the Italian group, but I, I I don't I don't understand what's going on. He goes, "No, man, no, no, no. It wasn't even like that. It's just the first one. We're going to do more." And then so we didn't. Have, we avoided a sit down. Everything's good. There's no there's no wars going on between the two Italians. And uh, that could go I on. Forward to- that could go on for years if there were, if there was this. That is good help, man. Grudges. <laughs> Telling you, man. Uh, I, I understand. There's still a part of uh, just since we're talking about it. Part of my family that there was a spat. No shit. A decade ago, we still don't talk to him. Like we we still it's I, still like you know what no. Phenopolis, uh, you know what I mean? You, you'll, uh-huh. you just, yeah, it's just no, it, yeah, you, you, no, and it's Mm-mm. and it's at both sides. I've talked to both sides because I wasn't a part of it, but it, it's just I heard of, I heard about it obviously through the grapevine of the huge Italian family that I have, and it was my grandmother and her brother. That's what that's what it amounts to. Like they got into words a decade ago. And and just to the point where we used to go to his house for like Thanksgiving, Christmas, everything. He had the holidays. That was his thing. Nope. My dad started it after that because it was his mom. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, no, Uncle Ralph. No, no. And, that, no. and the, those things we, we Italians, we will uh, we'll, we'll still smile to you. We'll say, hi. Hey, how are you from a distance? No, I'm not going. I'm not going to their house. No, no, fungal. Yeah, 
But on the floor of one of those, and we're going to we're going over here. I don't know where you're going, but you better be here. Yeah. That's where you better be. This is this is this is where it's happening, and you're going to deal with it. And you know, it, it's funny because the last this, this is the Thanksgiving episode uh, that I remember. His daughter, my aunt Emanuel, I'll tell you right now, like the, the kid doesn't get more Italian than that. Manuel Agresta. And wow. Yeah. Uh, she actually flew in family from Italy, spoke very little to no English. And I still remember because I was taking uh, Dr. Lovano's Italian class at that point in time. So I knew enough that I could understand what they were saying. Mm-hmm. They were talking shit the whole freaking dinner. Like, they were just... And to the point where my sisters was like, I don't know what they're saying. They just smiled and kind of like, okay. And like I was like, no. What the hell? You, what? No. No, they're talking shit is what they're doing right now. So I answered them in Italian. And they looked at me like... Oh, oh, shit. oh, no, one of them understand us. And I was just like, yeah, motherfucker. Like, no, like this. And yep, yep, you got caught. You got yeah. caught. But now I'm gonna, we're going to give you a pass on that one. Because it's Thanksgiving. It it's Thanksgiving. It's a holiday. We're going to be nice. And uh, just no, just, just no. I know. Everybody get a shot of Frangelica now and we're, we're putting everything to bed. <laughs> If it was after dinner, get a little Sambuca, a little sipping liquor, you know, mm-hmm. coffee liqueur. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it, it was it was rough. But it was it's still to the point now, like, I, the grudges that get held. But for the Italian roundtable that happened, that was a very mild case of nobody was talking over one another. It was very tame. Like I was like I was going into this like all right I'm no I'm just moderating this because it's my show but I don't know how I'm gonna it's a bunch of dagos how am I gonna control a bunch of dagos to be able to to keep this under wraps and keep this under an hour there's no <laughs> like, and, well there was your under wraps was okay the other one is the problem because once you get us all going. There, there ain't no stopping. There's not a, there's not an exit lane to that. No, there's not. It's like just let it happen. I'm just gonna sit back and just. <laughs> we'll wait. We'll wait. And, but are you, are you done? Yeah. Well, I'll wait for you. You know the old teacher saying. Yeah. We'll wait. We'll wait. We'll wait for you. Yeah. And it was funny because as soon as the recording stopped, like one of the guys, Jordan Branca, sponsor of the show, goes, "Hey." Uh, I got to say, this was the tamest bunch of Italians that I've seen in a long time. I was like, yeah, I was really, I had such high hopes this was going off the rails, but I'm glad it didn't. <laughs> so that being said, I know we were, we, we got off, again, we got, yeah. off on, we got off on rants. It's the Ride Home Rants podcast, but you know. Uh, BC alumni, you know, but Bethany College alumni. So we'll take it a little alumni tour style. What made you want to go to Bethany? Uh, I was going to a school in Massachusetts called Becker College. I was pretty much signed, sealed, and delivered. All they had to do was give me my financial aid package. I left Becker. I had one visit left. It was Bethany College. I walked in. Uh, Tim Weaver looked at me and said, you're a special teams player at best, and I hope to recruit better athletes than you in the coming years. So, and that's the beginning of my tour. 
So I'm looking at this place going, yeah, well, I'm not coming here. They clearly don't want me. I don't understand why I would come down into the woods here. I can go up. I'm like, I think I would have been like 25, 30 minutes from Boston. Um, but the factors, as I'm going through the campus, thinking about, you know, my grandfather was getting old. My dad, health-wise, wasn't great, but was not, not terrible. But I don't want him right. to be making a 12-hour drive to Boston when he can make a, an hour drive to Bethany. Um, did my tour, come back. And President Miller at the time and uh, Coach Weaver handed me my financial aid package. And by the time I got home, my dad was already pretty much like, all right, so where are you going? You you did your you, – you narrowed it down to the three schools. The three schools were St. Vincent, Becker, and Waynesburg – or and Bethany. Um, where are you going? And I said, well, I, I mean, I really love Becker, Becker, but if they don't give me the financial aid, like – I, I'm not going to be able to go there. It's a $60,000 a year school. Yeah. Um, and about, it took about two weeks. We sat there for two weeks and talked and, and the more I thought about it, the more I wanted my, I wanted my grandfather and my dad to get to see me play college football. Um, so I called coach weave and I said, uh, I think I want to be a bison. And then, you know, the tone changes because we've had a way of, before you were a player, you were you were a player, but you weren't a player. Once you said, "I want to be a bison," then you were he was you were his guy. And and there's a lot of there's a lot of misconception about Weave. We've talked a lot of shit. Weave was pretty egotistical and kind of a dickhead sometimes. But that being said, him and Garf were him, Garf and Jacoby Watkins. I would say the three coaches that you you couldn't find people that cared more i mean weaver would be at practice and if it was cold he would have teardrops like just streaming down his face because he was one of those people cold air makes him like really right. tear up so you'd be a practice like i'm i'm 18 years old and standing in practice and this guy's screaming at you but his eyes are just streaming water they're bloodshot red and he had this saying god bless america and I'll use the athlete because I think you know him very well. Lando. Yeah. God bless America, Lando. You might be the dumbest American alive, but shit, you play really good football. <laughs> Go stand over there now. And so when he couldn't yell at Lando, he would find somebody else to go, God bless America, you're the dumbest American alive. You're either really bad or really good, but that was how you knew where you were with with uh, with Coach Weave. But, yeah, I mean, I, I – as I toured the campus and whatnot, as I got off track there, the ADHD kicked in. I got it. Um, as I toured the campus more and more that first time down, I really, you know, I met Bubba, I met Chuck, I met Harry, I met Mr. Mr. Chambers, Bob. Um, and I, I just really, RJ, RJ Zitzelberger was the head of financial aid at the time, so... You know, and they, 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 it was a different time at Bethany. I mean, it really was. You had people that, that they wanted to get you into Bethany because they, I, I'm sure one, there was a price, there was a price tag on the top of that head going, yep, yep. that's another one. <clears throat> but the other side of that was they made you feel like they wanted you there. They wanted you to be a part of the bubble, um, which I then found out was pretty much just the Wild West. We just, we, we had to follow like real laws, but there weren't actual laws no, in Bethany as long no. as you, 
long as you knew where to go and you could read the, you read your handbook, you were pretty, pretty taken care of. Um, but yeah, so I ended up at Bethany and, uh, it's one of those things I I've talked to a hundred people about why they went to Bethany and, and this, that, and the other. And Bethany has its good and it's bad, but Bethany picks you. And I'll, I'll stand by that statement. You, you might pick to go to Bethany. We went, we've seen every year. Oh my God. It's the biggest freshman class ever. Yeah. All right. Let's get the fall break and we'll see who comes back yeah. into that parking lot down there. Yeah. And then, Oh, Christmas break happened. Who's coming back? Oh, all right. So it's not the biggest class you had. But that choice normally is you either didn't like Bethany, came here to play football or a sport that didn't work out, or you misunderstood what you were coming to. You thought you were going to a Morgantown or a W&J or a St. Vincent where you're, you're close to stuff. Right. You got to, mm-hmm. you're Bethany, you're six miles from everything. It's a geographical anomaly. Yeah, really. So, that's, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, that, yeah. I, I know my recruiting process, and I know we're getting a little bit of press for time here because wonderful Zoom. Uh, but it was funny because I was coming off of an injury for swimming uh, my senior mm-hmm. year uh, playing football at Brook High School, hurt my shoulder. And, you know, doing my tour, uh, they were like, well, what about the swim team? Like, well, what about the swim team? I have a separated shoulder. What I mean – you're recruiting a swimmer with a separated shoulder. Is that is that what you're telling me right now? And they were like, we have full faith that you'll get that rehab before the season. I was like, I haven't even started and it's the summer. Like, well, You have faith in what? That my shoulder won't fall off in the pool? Like- yeah, and you know what? I missed my freshman year, but they made me a manager so that I didn't lose a scholarship. So that's how Bethany picked me. Like, they kept my scholarship to go there and because they made me a manager of the swim team my freshman year and lo and behold I heard it again in the pool sophomore year shocker uh who saw that one coming right not them not them no but and come to find (laughs) out I I made four guys on the team when I was there enough for one relay that was uh, I was like, oh, that's why they're recruiting me this hard. Okay, it makes sense now. They need they need the one other guy. They need that relay. Like, they need those relay points is what they needed. Line. And, yeah. So, yeah, that, that was my experience a little bit. But, um, like I said, I know we're pressed for time here. Uh, and i got to get this in because you know Fitty will kill me if I don't. And it's the Fast Fitty Five. I know you've probably been waiting for this. Uh, for the new listeners, five random questions from the wonderful manager of the podcast, Johnny Fitty Falcone. And they're going to be kind of rapid fire, all Thanksgiving themed, since this is, is this is the Thanksgiving Day episode. So, Carlo, if you're ready, man, I'm ready. All right. Question number one: What is the better side dish for Thanksgiving, green beans or corn? Corn. Okay. Good. Good call. Uh, number two: What is your ideal Thanksgiving type of weather and temperature? Uh, I'm big two years ago, the, uh, the snowstorm that we got and then we didn't get one for Christmas. I was pretty, it was pretty cool to see snow on the ground on Thanksgiving, but it was also like 65. So I'm, I'm with, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh weather. Give me some snow, but also give me that 65 degrees where the snow is like kind of melting, but it's like 
chunky over on the side of the road. That's where I'm looking at. I got you. Okay. Question number three. Should the NFL put on two different teams instead of the Cowboys and Lions? If so, which teams should they be? Absolutely not. It's tradition. Okay. Uh, Absolutely not. That's like asking if if I'm going to have turkey on Thanksgiving. I get it. I get it 100%. Question number four. Is the Macy's Day Parade overrated or underrated? Overrated. Overrated. Thank you for that. I, I was really hoping you said that. Question number five. Which would be a better way to spend Thanksgiving? A, at an NFL game and eating out, or B, on a beach in Hawaii at a Thanksgiving cookout? I'm going to go with the second one. Two. Two? Two. Hawaii. Being in Hawaii just seems like, I mean, I'm not going to get my snow, but I'm going to get my 65 degrees at least. Yeah. So. You get you get one of the two. 50%. If you were in Vegas, you'd have the best odds. And it took me six years to get out of Bethany. So 50%, we're, we're okay with that number. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I get it. That was the Fast 55. And I got to say, so far, since we've done this two seasons now, fastest answers i've had to these questions like somebody who was ready for these questions i wasn't ready for him he sent these to me this morning uh so that's (laughs) that's, hey i'm very serious i take i take thanksgiving very seriously it's a it's a it's a time to eat it's a time to be with with family and be thankful but but that first part really takes precedent over most of it It, there's I'm, i'm big on the food uh i'm gonna have three or four plates because I got to do the six family trips. So yeah, I get it. I a hundred percent get that. Oh man. So Carlo, like every other guest, I give every guest this opportunity. End of the show. Anything you want to get out there, promote can only give you about 30 seconds this time or, or about 40, 30, 45 seconds. So anything you want to get out there, my man, the floor is yours. All right. Well, we are launching March. This is the prototype for the hats. They're going to be black, not gray. Um, if you're interested, get in contact with me. Once we have the once we have enough pre-orders done, we're going to send that first order out. Um, we have about 25, 30 right now. Um, follow us. Check out Dingo Talk and sneak peek for you, Mike. Danny Bishop, another former Bethany, Bethany alumni, will be launching Bishop's Confessional coming in 2023. It's my first jaunt into the producing and directing side of things so make sure you guys check that out um and thank you for having me and happy thanksgiving to everybody out there hey not a problem man thank you for being on i only got like 30 seconds here because zoom is fantastic uh but thank you for everyone for joining this thanksgiving day episode that's gonna do it for us as always if you enjoyed the show be a friend tell a friend if you didn't tell them anyways they might like it just because you didn't that's gonna do it for me And I will see y'all next week. The Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by Dubby Energy. Energy drinks made for gamers, streamers, and podcasters alike. For gamers, streamers, and podcasters alike. Go to the link in the description where you can find the best energy drinks out there. Less caffeine than a cup of coffee. Also... No jitters and no crash afterwards. Use the promo code Mike Bono and get yourself 10% off. Also, the Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by my favorite sponsor of the show, and that is Shankit Golf.
Golf apparel made for the everyday golfer. We might not go out and shoot a six under par. We're probably going to shoot a six over par. But this is going to give us the gear that's going to help us rock it on and off of the course. Go to the link in the bio. Use the promo code Mike Bono and get yourself 10% off there as well.